Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. It's week one. It's the first game preview show and it's bear hunting season. I'm Gareth Ellis and barely containing their excitement. I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hey guys. Paul Hope. Hi everyone. Naji Kaur. Good evening. And making his 49er Faithful UK debut, it's Neil Graham. Hello. Good evening. Do it for Yorkshire! <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting till you was that, haven't you? I have. <laughs> so welcome, Neil. Uh, we're going to start off by chucking you in right at the deep end. How long have you been a Niners fan, and how did you come to make the most excellent of decisions? Well, it was kind of blind luck, really, because the first team I ever watched in the... Uh, in the 80s, when it came on to Channel 4, the, the Mick Luckhurst years, in the early years of Gary Imlach, who was now okay. gone over to cycling. Um, yeah, I think they were the first team that I ever saw, and I'm, I'm quite glad that they were. And It weren't uh, the Lions or uh, the Browns that I saw first, because I'd have been through about three decades of pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I think that's that's quite common for, for certain some of us of a certain age. Um, certainly it was uh, that team of the 80s was very attractive yeah have definitely you, have, have you made it out to the bay area for a game yes i have three times uh, 2012 2015 and 2017 nice so that's uh, you you made it to the stick yes i did well it was a it was kind of a decision that we'd we'd been saving for a while and i just turned to ruth and said look i've got to go sit in that stadium before they tear it down i've just got to do it uh too, too much history gone on there, so we, we bit the bullet and we went. Uh, and yeah, that's what I did. I'm not, so. I'm not embarrassed to say that I got a bit emotional when I was there because I've been see, seeing that stadium on mm. on television for so many years and never thought I'd actually be sat in it. So nice. I did, I did get was, a bit emotional. What game was it? It was the, it was the tied game against the Rams where David Aikens oh. kept missing field goals. Uh, yeah, was, I think it was. I think it was 24-24. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad game to to watch. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was Kaepernick's first big outing because uh, Smith went off with a concussion. I think it was. Oh. And then, and then it was it was Kaepernick from then on. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So you heard our uh, predictions. I think on the last show, uh, who have you got making the last four the championship games, Neil? Well, I don't want to sound like a homer, but I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> That's I'm, what I'm, we do. Yeah, I'm I'm taking us uh, against the Rams again, but this time I'm I'm going at Levi. I think we're going to get our revenge at Levi's. Nice. And the the yeah. AFC. Um, I, I'm being honest with you. I did pick this team a long time ago, but everybody seems to be jumping on the bandwagon. I'm going for the Bills against the Chiefs in the AFC. Makes sense. And a Super Bowl prediction, remembering where you are, of course. Of course, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a Bills 49er Super Bowl. Ooh. Don't ask me for a score because <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, don't I, think go a, I think that's a popular matchup when you see yeah. people making predictions. They're all seeing Bills Forty Niners. Mm. I think I think I think once the Bills got um, forgot his name, Josh Allen from, from the from the Rams. Uh, oh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, of course. I think once they got him, I think that solidified it for me. I think he was a yeah. missing piece for him. Kind of pushed yeah. them over the edge a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I've got to say, I'm really excited to watch the Chargers play this year now that they've got um, Khalil Mack and Khalil Joey Mack and, yeah, yeah. That's going to be interesting watching them. And mm. I think, to some extent, they have been discounted a little bit. Well, mm. it's the Chargers, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, I think the biggest thing is don't win James is back, and that's, that's, that's huge. But yeah. that's not fanboy over the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> So, Neil, you've heard some of our bold predictions. Have you got one that you can give us for offence and defence? I certainly have, yeah. And I'm quite surprised uh, from the previous podcast, Lee gave uh, six pro bowlers on the offence, was it? Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought you were going to choose this guy a bit, as a bit of a surprise, but I'm going for uh, Spencer Bertha to make it as pro bowl. Ooh. The, fir- the, I that. the first uh, Niners rookie to make it to the Pro Bowl, I think, since Eric Reid, 2013, I think it was. All right. Yep. Nice. Well, nice yeah, that's a, that's a good shout, that. Yeah, I like it. And one for defence? Defence, well, you can question how bold this is, but I think the defence is going to lead the league in takeaways. Oh, no, that is bold. That's hard to do. Mm. Yeah. Nice, I like it. Very nice. Very nice. So, well, remember, Najee. Sammy Warmack's going to have 15 interceptions. Oh, yeah. 15 of course, big, yeah. Of course, I factored yeah. that in, Lee. Yeah, yeah. I thought Plus, he might. I called him for a double-double, so that's, you know, 15, sack and 10, uh, 15 picks and 10 sacks. So, yeah. Mm. So, on to the game. We've made the trip to Chicago a few times recently and we've come away with a win each time. Week one, however, is a great leveller. All the time to prepare, but no game take to work from. Bears have a new head coach, likely new game plans for offence and defence. The over-under for the game is 40.5 points, and the Niners are favoured to win by 6.5 points. Is this a potential banana skin? How should we approach taming the Bears? Paul, let's hear from you. Nah, it's not a potential banana skin for me. Um, Any Bears fans listening, I think they're deluded if they think their roster's better than ours. Um, They have got some good players. I'm not going to say they haven't. You know, Robert Quinn, Rokin Smith, uh, Mooney is probably the only one that I'd be concerned about. Um, I'm, I'm not worried at all. Do you want me to go on or do you want me to hand over to somebody well, else, Gareth? I'm a, bit, I'm a little bit surprised. Wasn't, you know, a certain Justin Field your boy about a year and a half ago, two years ago? Well, for, for clarity, when we did the podcast, <laughs> Nadji, we were allocated a player each. And yes, Justin Fields was the one that I went away did the deep dive on, watched his college tape. I was high on Justin Fields. He was the one I was beating the drum for. Ironically, oh, Gareth, he's had he's his best part. game he's of the season. Last... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying uh... Justin Fields had his best games of the season last year against the Steelers and against us, Nadji. Yeah. Uh, I think all 49ers had that dread when he did the Russell Wilson-esque escape out yeah. of the pocket, run around and drop the ball in to put them 23-22. Yeah. I mean, we still won in the fourth quarter. Um, he hasn't got a good all-line, Nadji. He hasn't got many weapons. Sure. Our front seven, as Neil has pointed out, is absolutely awesome. Nick Boss is going to get a few sacks. I think Armstead's going to eat. Kinlaw... Whichever way that they try, if the triple team Borsa, Armstead's going to get a sack. If the triple team Armstead, you've got Borsa coming off. So, personally, Gareth, I'm not worried at all ahead of Sunday. I only ask because if there's one thing we've been bad at in, a, in the last, you know, since Shanahan has joined, really, is 
you know, con- containing running quarterbacks. Um, you know, Watson, Kyler Murray. We've had trouble stopping those guys, and that's, that's the only reason I'm asking. Because um, I, I, I'm like you, I don't think it's a banana skin. I think we should win that game fairly comfortably. But if there's one thing that's a bit of an unknown is how is Justin Field going to be year two? We don't know what Iberflus is like, his first ever game head coach. So God knows yeah. what we're walking into. True. So yeah, <clears throat> I just, I don't know. What do you think, Neil? Do you think our defense can uh, step up and stop that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm in complete agreement with you guys. I, th- I think it's it's not going to be a banana skin at all. I think we're going to win, and I think we're going to win quite comfortably, to be honest. Um, like you said, they've got a very weak offensive line, and we've got a, and we've got a, like... Really strong defensive line. I think I think we're going to feast a bit on Sunday. To be honest, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a comfortable win. I think to um, answer your question a different way, Nadji. I think the defense. I think Danico Ryan's, like you've said, had a lot of experience against the mobile quarterbacks. I think mm-hmm. what you'll see is play a lot of zone. I think we'll try and tempt them out of the pocket. I think you'll see a lot of disguises at the line of scrimmage. And then when the ball's snapped, I think he'll have the cornerbacks maybe sitting a little bit behind. And then it's up to them whether if our front seven can't get to them, maybe someone from deeper comes along. But I think D'Amico's going to be be able to scheme stuff up. That's going to confuse Justin Fields, personally. Go on, Lee, tell us, tell us about it, about how Jimmy Walden not being there and Samuel Womack being there is going to help us. Well, Sammy Walmart, he's just going to be a legend, isn't he? He's just going to grab everything out of the air. I think when you look at the Bears, um, when you look at the pieces they put in during the draft, during the off-season, um, the players they lost last season, particularly Cleo Mack, they're not as strong on defence as what they were last year. Um, so I, I, again, I agree with everybody. It's not going to be a banana skin. I think we're going to win comfortably. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a rout by any means, but I think we're going to have the measure of them. Um, Justin Fields was my draft crush out of the quarterbacks that we could potentially get. I liked what I saw on him, and I've liked what I saw of him last year when he started for the Bears. So it's going to be interesting to see how his progressions moved on. Um, obviously, you get to year two, and you tend to see a little bit of a drop off. I think um, off the top of my head, when I'm thinking about quarterbacks who started the first season, the one that didn't really have a drop-off. Well, he didn't have a drop-off dog because he went on to win the Super Bowl. And that was Ben Roethlisberger. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how Justin Fields does, but that's not going to be the turning point of the game. It's, it's not going to be on Justin Fields, what, what, how he performs. It's going to be on how we perform. I think offensively, we are definitely better than what we were last year as far as the, um, the skill positions are concerned. I think there's a huge concern over the O-line at the moment because there's no way we could have replaced Lake and Tomlinson. Um, That's not going to happen. You need to have patience with Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks, he needs to step up and obviously play better than what he did in his few appearances last season. We've got Jake Brendel uh, as the centre. Spencer Burford, he really excites me. Um, so Neil stole my thunder, thunder a little bit there. <laughs> so he, he is somebody I'm really interested to watch in the game. Um, so the way I'm approaching this game, it's quite strange because I, I would normally just go into the game, watch the game. But at the moment, I am looking for Spencer Burford to have a game and I'm looking for Sammy Womack to have a game on the other side of the ball. Um, 
but obviously we were down in Leeds on Sunday night, <laughs> so there might be some uh, alcohol consumed before the game begins. So I, I may have to watch it a couple of times on the way back on the train on yeah, on Monday morning, sure. just to be sure of what happened. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a Niners win all day long. Nice, agree. Yeah, yeah. So enough about just Fields. All eyes okay. are going to be on Trey Lance. What does he need to do to start off with a win? Um. Just don't be a Jimmy. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. It, no mistakes. I think first game of the season. Um, you just just go and operate the the offense the way Kyle wants it, and get, you know, get drives going, stay ahead of the chains, and and try and not get yourself inferred and, and stupid because that's when the game becomes really hard. Um, but I think I think it's going to be. A lot of running games that I think the defense isn't very good at all. Uh, Robert Quinn is definitely the best player, and uh, that's probably all they have. Rockon Smith is good, but he's checked out. He wanted to go. He wanted to get traded, traded, and he, he had to stay because he's on a rookie contract. So <clears throat> I think no silly mistake, no rookie mistake, and and we should be looking good. Um, a little bit concerned about George's injury, uh, but. Even if George doesn't suit up, I think we have enough weapon that the Bears can't really handle. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see uh, Elijah Mitchell finally playing a little bit. See what, see where he's at, because we haven't seen him the whole preseason, really. Neil, are you uh, are you all in on Trey? What are you expecting to see? I'm not all in, but um, I, I don't think Shannon's going to ask too much of him for his first real start as the starting quarterback. Um I think we, we might go deep a couple of times early just to keep the defence honest a little bit, but I think we're going to see a heavy dose of running and generally just trying to get the ball into the likes of Debo's hands and Kittle if he plays and Ayuk. Just let them, them do most of the work because I, I, I don't think they're going to try and put too much on his shoulders. They don't want to dent his confidence, but on the other hand, he needs to get some experience. So I'm kind of 50-50 at what to expect from him, to be honest. But I think Shanahan won't put too much on him for this game. Ooh. I think the weather may be a factor on Sunday. It's forecast to be football weather. So similar to me and Lee, it would be classed as sunshine in the northeast of England, but it's grey, <laughs> damp, rain. They've got a new field at um, Chicago. So Similar to what Neil and uh, Nadji are saying, I think it'll be run heavy, Gareth. I think we're looking at 30 to 35 rush attempts. I think we see Trey pass between 18 to 20. I don't think Shanahan asks too much of him. Like Nadji said in the last show, I think you may see Trey take some deeper shots down the field. Um, Before tonight, Gareth, um, Jason Aponte, who's one of the content creators that I follow, he'd put an article out where he'd gone back and looked at all of Shanahan's offences as far back as um, RG3. In Washington, Matty Ice at uh, um, Atlanta. And it was surprising to see that basically Shanahan always is run heavy. He's 26th in pass attempts, mainly throughout his career. So anyone who thinks Trey coming in is going to see Shanahan change to a pass heavy offense, I think you're in for a shock. I think it's going to be run heavy. And like what Neil and Nadji have said, I think it's just going to be Shanahan scheming it for Trey to get a feel of his first start. And I don't see any problems personally. Yeah, I, th- I think as far as Trey's concerned and the whole run-heavy offence is concerned, I-, I don't think Trey's come in, like you said, to actually throw the ball more. I think he's come in to be able to throw the ball further. Yeah. 
So for the same amount of um, attempts, I I think we should expect more yardage. I think that's the thing. That's why he's being brought in, because he can push the ball down the field. He he can keep defences honest. Um, Now that we've brought in Danny Gray, who's like a whippet, um, for everybody over in America, that's like a greyhound. Um, that's what a whippet is, just in case you're wondering what on earth a whippet was. Um, he, he's just so fast, I think he's going to open up defences. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how often Trey pushes the ball down to Danny Gray. Because I think both Ayuk and Sa- Debo Samuel are still going to be doing more of the shorter routes. Mm. Yep. So who, who are you looking for to have a big game on offence? You've uh, you've talked about the run and a little bit of passing. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the main man on offense? Neil, you're on the spot. I'm going to be a bit boring. And if he plays, I'm going to say Kittle. I think he's going to, you know, the short ins and outs and stuff like that, just getting the ball in his hands. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Ayuk's going to do this season because I think it's been tearing it up in. Uh, in the off season, but yeah, I definitely think if Kittle plays, he's going to be the main man on on Sunday. It's going to be kind of like an extension of the run sort of thing, like proper West Coast offense. Just get it in the playmakers' hands and just hit them with the play action. And yeah, definitely think it's going to be more run for focus for us on Sunday, which I don't particularly mind to be honest. Doesn't matter if we win, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, so I actually think um, Elijah Mitchell, he, he might be the guy. I think he, I've just got this feeling that he's in for a monster game on Sunday. I think he's going to control the ground game for us, which will allow Trey in the second half to start attempting some longer passes. Yeah, I don't know. Missing preseason is tough, isn't it? I don't think Mitchell is going to be up to speed to have a monster game. Uh, I'm going to pick Debo for the same reason I picked him uh, when we did the the preview show last week. It just needs to show that the contract we gave him wasn't for nothing and all the noise we've had all summer. He can put all that to rest if he has a monster game. Um, So it just needs to go and do that. Uh, And everything will be forgiven. So yeah, uh, Debo, I know you're listening. <laughs> Go out there and destroy them, please. And be nice. And Paul, who you got? Yeah, I, th- I think like what well, um, Lee and Nadia saying. I think all eyes are on Debo. Obviously, he had that awesome run last year when he he nearly took it to the house for like ninety yards or something. I think Mitchell. I'd like to see Mitchell have a big game, Gareth. Um, I think, like you say, we're going to go run heavy. I would like to see Jordan Mason get a few touches, especially if we're going to run the ball as much as what well. you know. I've been banging the drum for him, but if yeah. it's out of the receivers, I think I, I think Ayuk probably is the one that Trey Lance has got the best chemistry with at the moment. So for me to answer your question, I'm looking for Mitchell to be good in the run game, Gareth, and I think Ayuk to make the most of his opportunities when, like Lee said, we stretch the defense and we go a little bit deep down the field. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Ayuk for me. I, uh, he's the player I'm going to have my eye on. I think he's he's put that time in with Trey. Uh, Trey's going to look for him uh, if he needs a, a safety blanket. Uh, I'm not sure Kittle's going to play. I think all eyes are going to be on Debo, possibly people looking at Danny Gray. Uh, and I expect uh, Ayuk to be potentially the forgotten man. And I can see him 
one big game, certainly in in number of receptions, may, maybe not overall yards, but I can see him being uh, certainly the guy that Trey is is always going to be looking for when he's uh, perhaps a little bit uncertain or or just needs somewhere to go, and, and it's going to be that man. So here's a question for you then: If Kittle doesn't play, and it turns out that Tyler Croft gets the vast majority of the uh, the reps at tight end, would you then question John Lynch's thought process at cutting Tyler Croft out of the uh, fifty-three instead of either Charlie Warner or um, Ross Twelly? No, because it, it was a case of releasing him. No. It, I don't think he ever eat the waivers. So if if we had a con- if we had an agreement with him that he's going to sign a contract regardless, then it, it makes no difference. Some players don't hit waivers, so it, it, you know they're allowed to go and sign for whomever. Yeah, yeah, but Tyler Croft was an undrafted free agent. Was he? He was, yeah. Well, I don't know, potentially, but I don't think if if that's the case, and I don't think Tara Croft will see any reps at all, and it'll be Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be so in that case, uh, Warner, I think, will just get the call. That would be yeah. very suspect to suddenly bring that guy in, and unless he absolutely excels, he's he's going to be down down the uh, uh, the order list, isn't he? It's going to be Dwelly on before him and and Warner. So I would be surprised. I think what you could say, Lee, is maybe his Kettle's injury has been a little bit more serious, a little bit longer than we've known, and they've kept this information because they're allowed to. So, obviously, they've kept the two tight ends you've mentioned there, Warner Dwelly. The new Croft may be needed later down the line. I think there were some question marks, gents, in training camp of um, Dwelly wasn't possibly performing as well as you should. There was talk that he may have been a roster cut, but... Uh, you could argue that it was good business that we knew this was coming. We managed to obviously release him and keep him. So yeah, so I've, ju- I've just checked there, and I'm completely wrong about Tyler Croft. He's yeah, act- he used to be yeah. for the Bills, right? He's actually 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, in the yes. league yet. Yes, I, I could have sworn he was the uh, the undrafted free agent tight end that we picked up. No, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's what I mean. He, he would have never hit the waivers. Yeah. He would have just been a free agent. So fair enough. Fair enough, I stand corrected. Do you, do you not think, though, Lee, you, you, you picked um, Elijah Mitchell for your big player on Sunday? I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be a little bit more running back by committee this year because I could have easily picked a running back myself, but I thought, well, who's going to be the main man? Because we all know that Shannon likes to go with a hot hand when it comes to running backs. Um, I, I have a feeling we're just going to be a little bit more running back by committee this year. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think we've been running back by committee for the last couple of years. It, it's just that maybe his last year, Mitchell was the one who always seemed to be hot rather than some of the others. Obviously, yeah. we, we lost most at first game. So, I mean, that, that got us down to three uh, running back straight away. And that mm. kind of that ties into something Nadji said about, well, you know, he's, he's missed all off-season or the, the pre-season games. Is he really going to be ready? Well, technically... He only played a couple of uh, games in last year's preseason because sure. most most of it was starting, yeah. uh, and then what was it? The um, eighth play of the game that most of yeah, got injured on, yeah. and and then Mitchell came in and he just blew us away with his um, his speed, um, his skill set, and yeah. there's no reason Vision. why he can't. <laughs> and excuse the pun, there's no reason why he can't hit the ground running. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I, although there is a big difference between. Practicing as a two, three, four camp thing and not practicing at all because they're injured. But yeah, yeah no, I have all the faith in the world. I think if the biggest surprise from last year should, at the very least, be good this year. 
um, it's whether you know the Bears can what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do on defense um, because the thing is now there is a blueprint on how to stop us. There was last year anyway with Jamie and the center, but that blueprint doesn't really work with Trey. So um, are the Bears going to try and stop the run and hope Trey stinks? Um, I can see that because that's easy to do. Uh, you know, uh, it's week one. Just do what the Rams did last year to beat us and, and see where that takes them. I think that'll be their, their philosophy. And that's what I would do if I was a defensive coordinator because you don't really know where that's going to get and then just try and bracket Debo and, and hope Kittle doesn't play basically <laughs> because it's going to be hard for you. But um, yeah, that's why I'm a little less on the run heavy side this, you know, this game anyway because. Uh, we haven't really seen it, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It, it's week one. It's so hard to predict, and you know, new QB. Yeah. They have a new team. They have a new everything. So it's quite hard to uh, analyze. To counteract your argument, Nadji, we do have Kyle Shanahan, and I think we'll all yeah. agree he's the the man when it comes to scheme and players open and putting something in place. And if we're led to believe it was correct when he got on that plane, saying he was going to draft Trey Lance and he was drawing all these players up. I'm excited, gents, to see Kyle Shanahan open up the playbook. And like you said, Nadji, maybe we're in for a surprise. And who knows? Mm. We may be totally wrong sitting here. And I, I agree with you, Neil. You could have come on and said a run and back. I liked the way you answered the question. What we do say is we're just five fans in the UK giving our opinion on the game. If you listen to mm. our bold predictions, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. a bit of tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a few non-49er fans, gents, who were hitting me up afterwards, like saying, you're going to be better than the Bears' defence from 85. And I was like, well, we weren't that far away in 2019, but I appreciate you listening in. So just for a bit of context there. Yeah. So over to the defensive side of the ball, who are you looking for from the Niners to make some big plays and certainly make Justin Fields' life miserable on Sunday? Oh, Huff, huff, huff. <laughs> well, he needs to step up. Uh, J- Jimmy Ward's not here, so somebody needs to um, to be in the back end. So he'll have to, otherwise we might be in trouble. Um, you know, safety is a very important position on the field. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to for him to maybe even get in the backfield and tackle fields, maybe get a pick, get something. Um, yeah, I it'll be nice to see him kind of in charge of the defense because safeties usually are. Um, the whole secondary, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, to watch what's going on here. Uh, and then, I mean, it's obvious to say D-line, but yeah, D-line's got to be for that poor Bears O-line. I don't want to be in their shoes Saturday night and Sunday night. Lee, are you going to surprise us all by picking a certain play worth of defense you're going to be watching? <laughs> I, I think I am going to surprise you, actually. So... I mean, I've already said I'm going to be watching um, Womack, but that's that's because obviously I, I kind of have a vested interest in how well he <laughs> plays. But to be honest, the, the player I'm most looking forward to seeing in, in a proper regular season game is Kinlaw. Mm. I'm really excited oh, to yeah. see what he can do now that he's over his injury. He's had that surgery to remove the, um, the scar tissue from his knee. He seems to be fit and healthy. He seems to be enjoying it now. So I, I can't wait to see him play. I hope he has an absolute monster day because you do know that will absolutely destroy our favourite uh, YouTube pack, <laughs> Kent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, defensive side? Uh, yeah, Lee, you've just stole my thunder because I was going to go with Kinlaw as well. I think, nice. I think he's going to live up to the billing. 
of a first round pick, to be honest. And it it looks like like he's been playing really well through the off season. He looks in great shape, and I think I don't think he, he can come up against the worst offensive line, to be honest, than the Bears. So if he if he gets in the backfield, gets a couple of stops, maybe a couple of sacks, maybe I think that's going to give him such a confidence boost for the rest of the season. I just hope that he can stay healthy. But I, I, I really, I really, I'm going to make a, a point of watching Kinlaw on Sunday night. Nice, Paul. Well, my answer might be the obvious one. I'm rocking 97 on Sunday, Gareth. So I'm looking out for Nick Bosa. Ooh. I think he's going to have a field day when I've been doing my research. Najee may correct me, but I'm sure he's going up against a fifth-round rookie tackle who just Fields felt the need to basically say, good luck on Sunday, mate, you're facing Nick Bosa. Um, obviously, I thought Lee would be going for number 26, but I just think all the hype's been around him, Gareth. Um, he's done well in the training practices against the Vikings. He's looking hungry, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him terrorise Justin Fields on Sunday. Yeah, I think I'd uh, I'd agree with all of those. I think Kinlaw was the guy I was going to mention, but uh, I was surprised no one picked out uh, Drake Jackson. Uh, I want to see what he actually looks like. I'm sure he's going to get a few snaps, um, and again, maybe no better place to start than a slightly suspect owner to uh, fully immerse himself uh, in the NFL uh, and bury Justin Fields a couple of times. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what Jake. Drake Jackson looks like. So I think I think with the Drake Jackson whole thing about uh, nobody picking him out. Obviously, we don't know what it's going to be like in a proper game in a game alongside uh, Armstead, Kinlaw, Bosa. We'd expect him to be, look even better than what he did in um, pre-season. I think the way the question was asked is who needs to step up. Obviously, this is season three for Kinlaw now. He missed pretty much all of last season through injury. His first season was a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. Um, so I think from a stepping up point of view, I think Kinlaw is definitely the right answer. Yeah, I agree. And uh, uh, not off. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no right and wrong answers, surely. Well, we all, uh, we'll, we'll find out late Sunday, won't we? Yeah, well, well, it's a personal choice. So you're right. There's no right or wrong answer. So any other any other final thoughts on the game before we put you on spot for your first score predictions of the season? No, um, got to win. We're, you know, these kind of games where you're so heavily favoured. Uh, if you if you play bad and you don't win, you know the Colts last year, that kind of thing. It just they all count the same. So um, let's just let's just have a. Let's let's start the season on the highs, so we don't go up and down for for two hours, uh, three hours even. <clears throat> let's have a nice easy uh, Sunday, you know. Yeah, on, I, th- uh, I think Leeds. I think the win nice. is more important than the performance over the first two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. I def- agree. Definitely the first two weeks. Um, as long as we can get the win, the performance will come as people get up to game fitness. Um, obviously, week three is going to be a tough game up in Denver. Um, against our arch nemesis, um, week two against the Seahawks, the the rebutted Seahawks. They've got a really poor roster. I still think they've got a really poor roster. Although they have, they have solidified their offensive line, but I, I don't think they're going to be much of a threat to anyone. And I hope that's not famous last words. So for the first <laughs> two weeks, definitely, as long as we get that win, it, it can be by one point. I don't care. Um, the performances will come. We know that because we've watched it for so long now. 
True. I was just going to say, Gareth, for me, before we finish off, a lot of people seem to be concerned about the O-line. Maybe I've got Lee Gowland's rose-tinted glasses on. I'm not worried at the moment. I want to see them in action on Sunday. I want to see how the unit play well together. We've seen, obviously, Burford is one we're all looking out for. Trent Williams is back. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan will scheme it for them. And I'm just... I don't think we've got that much to worry about on Sunday as such, but I think the O-line is another kind of sideshow that I'm keeping an eye on just in case. But we've got meaningful football, gents. We've yeah. gone through 45 minutes there. It's been awesome to talk to you all. I'm just fired up, Gareth, for Sunday. So, score predictions. Guests first. Neil, what have you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable one, but not too comfortable. I'm going to credit the Bears with 17 points at least, but I think we're going to end up with 31. 31-17, I'm going for. Nice. Najee? Yeah, I've got a blowout. I, don't, I think I think this is Trey's time. This he's going to start on a on the on the right side of history here, and uh, I'm going thirty-eight-seven. Oh, nice, Lee. That, that that would be a statement win. Yeah, it would. I just I, the the Bears roster first first year as coach, Justin Fields still not quite sure what he's doing. No line, no really D line. Terrible against the pass. I, they don't really have that many weapons either, to be yeah. honest. Particularly at wide receiver. Yeah. This might be this might be our easiest game of the year, and we 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 got to win it, you know. See, he's made a second guess myself now, because <laughs> my, my my score was remarkably similar to Neil's, but now I'm starting to think. I, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll stick with me that the first score I was going to go with. And that is a 33-20 victory. Very nice. And Paul? Well, I think Neil's been looking at my notes. Cause I've got, <laughs> so I've got 28-17. Um, I was trying to edge between realistic and optimistic. I know we had a massive win against the Lions last year, which seemed out of character for Shanahan. But I'm going for 28-17. I will just take a win on Sunday, Gareth, especially with everyone in Leeds. A, a, a loss would be terrible, but what about yourself? Uh, I've got a slightly bit more conservative. I think it could be close in the first half, but I think we'll make the adjustment. Uh, Trey Lance will settle in uh, and, and we'll take command in the second half and finish up with a 27-13 Niners win. Very mm. good. I, I'm really disappointed in myself now. I've given the best, the most points out of all of us. Yeah, you have. That, that is it's very week one, though. It, it is. It's week one. It's possible. It, week one is wild. Usually. Yeah. So then, it's, it's still predictions. Uh, just for a little bit of fun, who have you got for the first Niners point scorer of the season? Neil, you're first up. Conservative again. I'm going for good as gold. Uh, gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's 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 it'll be good if at least one of us is right. Yeah. It doesn't often happen. So, <laughs> Paul. Uh, Mitchell, I think he's getting the first points of the season. Lee? Tell you what, do Nachi first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Trey. One yard rushing. Ooh. Oh, nice. And Lee? Right, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go really, really bold. <laughs> so so bold. So bold. <laughs> yes, You're going to start calling us Captain Kirk. I, I think the first point scorer for the 49ers is going to be a rear Ray McLeod kickoff return touchdown. Oh, the first nice. play of the game. That would be, that'd be epic. 
Can you imagine the reaction in Leeds if that happened? Yeah, yeah. Opening kickoff. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. I'm not getting around it. I'm not. What, what, he <laughs> what he hasn't told you, Neil, is then the next player is going to be a Warmack pick six. That, that's where we're going with this tonight. You yeah. think we're still doing bold predictions? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you know, I mean, once you get one or two answers in about who you think is going to be the first scorer for the 49ers, it takes away a lot of options. So why not go bold? Why not book the trend, go really bold, and say we're going to have a kickoff return to start the season? Why not? Uh, I actually had it as a, a, a Bosa scoop and score, runs it in from about five yards out. Nice. I've got Very a nice. with my uh, my season prediction, haven't I, for Bosa to get three? So I yeah. think I figure it's going to happen in the first series, and we're going to start the game with a bang. You know, I missed a trick there, didn't I? You did. I missed a trick. That should have been our goal line stand with Kinlaw picking off uh, Justin Fields and running about 100 yards for the slowest ever 100-yard dash. Well, yeah, missed a trick. Never mind, mate. So I think that's wrapped up the first preview, game preview show of the season. Yep. We'll be back next week with a review show, sore heads permitting. Uh, thanks to Neil for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Thank you for having me on. No Appreciate problem. It. That's all right. We'll, we'll have an in-depth discussion afterwards and, and, and let you know in the week whether you uh, you get to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> that will depend on alcohol. That will depend on alcohol whether or not I'm back on Monday. In, <laughs> could be scraping together who we can find next week. So yeah. for everyone who listens to the show, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget the YouTube channel you can find by searching for 49er Faithful UK. Enjoy week one, everyone. Football is back uh, and none of us can wait, I'm sure. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. God save the king. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark, Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99, don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time, John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline, NDB, greatest owner of all time, Gruden, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, we're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.